You're listening to the God, God Life Culture, Culture Podcast, Podcast, where faith and what's trending collide. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the latest episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. This is Eddie. What's up, everyone? This is Miguel, and we are so thankful, excited, grateful that you are tuned in for another episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. If this is your first time listening, we want to say welcome to the God Life Culture Podcast. We thank you so much for checking out our podcast today, and we want you to hit that subscribe button so you can be notified every time we drop a new episode. And if this is not your first time and you're no stranger to listening, Listening to the God Life Culture podcast, we want to say welcome back, and uh, we hope that you are doing well, that you are ready for another conversation, another podcast. We are ready, right, for today's conversation, and um, we know it's going to be a good one. Yeah, I mean, listen. At the end of the day, you know, with each episode that we do, we always try to be encouraging or to give like some form of advice or some form of word that can be beneficial to our listeners, whether it's something they can they can apply in their life at this very moment or if it's something that they can apply further along the lines. Um, And today we're going to be speaking about something uh, or a couple of things that I think will be beneficial just as a little reminder, a little heads up on just like ways that, you know, adulting is not easy being an adult um you know i feel like kids maybe even teenagers sometimes we make that horrible mistake of being like i can't wait till i get older or i can't yeah. wait till i'm an adult and then you become an adult and it's not as cute as you thought it was gonna be um you know and then sometimes we kind of need like little like heads up so like little like tidbits of things that we can like reflect on to see you know what maybe if i tackle this thing i'll be better at this whole adulting situation yeah. um and you know it's just uh, being an adult is has its, its tough right and i think <laughs> it's something that um even if you are in your 20s 30s yeah. 40s right i think these are good reminders and you know good things to also just realize right yes. if no one has ever told you before yeah. if you haven't kind of done that soul work or reflection to like think about your life and how to be just a healthier adult a mm-hmm. healthier version of yourself you know i think as a culture and as a world you know there's so many like self-help books there's so many you know like different type of programs and things that people do to better themselves to grow and you know mental health is a big thing emotional health is a big thing so i think as you get older there is a desire for you to be better Mm. and there is a desire for you to be a better person i just think a lot of times it's how you know, how do we develop good habits? How do we become healthier when we've been living a certain way for a long time? So drop this yeah. first gem for us. Well, listen, today. the first one may be a little tough to swallow for certain people because uh, it can't come off a little strong. But I think that once that we come into the realization that we are not the center of the universe, <laughs> that you as a person are not what everything else revolves around, it'll make your life so much more easier because it would allow you to understand that when things don't work out for your good or when things don't work out the way that you're planning it or the way that you want it to go, um, that you feel less 
bad about it. You know, yeah. I feel like, you know, a lot of times and like sometimes we even joke about this as well. Where it sounds like you just feel like everything is against you. Like, man, I was just, you know, I just wanted to do X. So I just wanted to do Y. I was just trying to do like this little thing is not even that big of a deal. Uh, but it never works out. Mm-hmm. And then when you start to feel like everything is against you and not understand, you know what? There's other factors at play. There's the people that are at play as well. Um, and there's a lot of different influences and things that have to happen in order for maybe even that one little project you want to do to get done. Um, and it's like if just one thing kind of doesn't go that way, it can destroy or mess up or alter your plans. Um, so when you realize that you're not the center of the world, you're not the center of the universe, you're not the center of your community. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it'll be a lot easier for you to understand and build and develop the ability to bob and weave, to be able to pivot, to be able to, you know, evolve or to be able to just like figure out new ways and new methods to do what you wanted to do or to come up with something new to actually be able to do. Yeah, I think it's a great reminder to recognize that it's not always about you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think and there's so many different ways you can take that. It's not about you, you know, when a lot of times you know, you feel like you got the short end of the stick, yes. you know, and it's like other people did too. It wasn't only you, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Or like, you feel like you're the only one that's struggling. You're the only one that's, you know, uh, trying to get ahead in life. You're the only one, right? It's like, there are other people that go through similar things as well. You're not the only one struggling. You're not the only one going through a hard time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? When I think of, you know, the church perspective, you know, there's so many of us within our churches, right? And sometimes you feel like it's only us. We're the only ones going through this right now. Mm -hmm. We're the only, it's like, no, you know, there are other people that find it difficult to get to church too. There are other people that may not feel like going one day. There are other people that want to give up as well. Like you're not the only one that may be talked about or hated on, or you're not the only one that goes through tough times. <laughs> and I think that a lot of times that's a great reminder as you get older to just remember the universe doesn't revolve around me. I'm not the only one, you know, that sometimes feels like the victim or feels like, you know, the person that uh, may not be getting what I deserve. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that mentality shift of recognizing, you know, there are other people in this world as mm. well. It's not only you. And I think this goes into the next point, um, which I thought was really interesting, which is cultivating emotional maturity. Mm. I think as you get older, you begin to recognize, right, that life happens Mm -hmm. and you go through highs you go through lows and sometimes in your low moments your low moments don't last a day sometimes they don't last a week they can last a minute a while you know what i mean and i think it's important to recognize that it's easy to be moody Mm -hmm. it's easy to get in your feelings it's easy to stay in your feelings and stay upset stay discouraged say stay annoyed you know especially when at times you have all the right to be that way and to act that way and to feel that way. I think there a certain level of maturity that we need in order to be healthy adults to yeah. recognize we can't let our emotions get the best of us. Mm-hmm. We can't let how we feel when we wake up in the morning dictate how the rest of our day is going to be. We can't allow how we feel about something that's happening even within our church to kind of dictate our experience there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think it's sometimes so easy to be bothered and so easy to stay bothered, right? Um, But I think it's important to develop the maturity to recognize, you know, these feelings can't be at the forefront all the time. The 
um, the idea that our emotions sometimes fool us and trick us, mm-hmm. right? And the idea that everybody has emotions and feelings too. Yeah. You know, you're not the only one feeling that way. You're not yeah, the yeah. only one that has strong opinions or strong thoughts or you're not the only one that feels sad. Mm-hmm. You're not the only one that has a bad day. So I think when you begin to develop that emotional maturity to know that, you know, you're not in this alone. There are other people going through it with you, going through their own battles that you may not be aware of. I think it helps you navigate relationships, navigate friendships, how to talk to people, how to approach people, you know, and obviously when you cultivate that emotional maturity, it has a positive effect on your relationships. Yeah, and I think that, you know, one of the key things with emotional maturity also is the ability to understand that you're not perfect. Um, You know, I feel like a lot of times we operate... (laughs) You know, the world and our spaces thinking that only that we are the ones that are always getting offended. Yeah. That people are always moody against us or people are always mad at us or people are always talking about us. When in reality, if you're emotionally, you know, mature, you understand you be doing the same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, which then in turn allows you to give grace to others, which allows you to be more gracious uh, when you encounter someone who's having a bad day yeah. or someone that is feeling down or feeling out or maybe somebody came at you sideways. So instead of you being, you know, on your defenses and trying to crack them at their neck right back you know you have the maturity to understand you know what something is up i need to approach this in a different way um you know one of the other things that i think can this next one is is good are you talking about the next one or did i I just jump no yeah this one's really good (laughs) but you have so i'm just no i'm prepping it for you like (laughs) Um, i think and this was something that I feel like a lot of this is a concept that a lot of people do mm-hmm. not understand. Break. I feel like you, you like this one. This is really. Good. <laughs> oh, I simple. really like this one. It's Go ahead. Crazy. Um, and it's a difference between um, time management and energy management. Mm. I feel that you know time management is something that a lot of people talk about. Oh, you need to yeah. know how to manage your time better, be able to do X, Y, and Z, and all that other stuff. Uh, but the idea of energy management is something that doesn't get spoken about Mm -hmm. and i think that it's important to understand that there is a difference because there are things that are like easy to do quote unquote time wise um and i can think about like even the most simplest thing as having a conversation with someone yeah like there are certain people that it's like i just have to have a quick conversation with them but oh my goodness it just is gonna take a lot of energy to just get through that conversation, whether it is because the topic itself is a heavy topic or just that person is a difficult person to speak with. And you're like, oh, so then it's like sometimes it's like I just had a five minute conversation with someone, but that drained me. And now I'm not able to do what I wanted to do next. Right. And there, there's certain things that is vice versa, which is there's certain things that takes a lot of time to do, but it's it doesn't really drain your energy yeah. battery. So it's really understanding the difference between the two of those things, not only for yourself, but I feel like part of adulting is being gracious with others. So it's also understanding that for other people where you may look at someone and be like, you just did something for 30 minutes. It wasn't that crazy. You should be able to do all these other things. But it's like, did that drain them energy wise? Um, and do they need to figure out how to manage that better? That even though that was a 30 minute task, that just like completely depleted them. Yeah, I think it's so important. I think that word energy can sometimes throw people off, right? Mm -hmm. But when you talk about energy, I try to, you know, I think of like atmosphere, right? Mm -hmm. Or I think of like, you know, what surrounds you. Mm -hmm. Do you want to put yourself in certain atmospheres or environments? You know what I mean? There are certain people that, you know, unfortunately, for whatever reason, haven't developed the emotional maturity, haven't developed certain, you know, skills to just put their own feelings or emotions to the side, or just like we call it, like the toxic traits that some people have, um, where we need to know when it's okay to 
be with those individuals and mm. when it's not wise to be around them. Yes. Right. If I myself am already feeling emotionally depleted or having a rough day i don't want to go and approach someone who i know is normally kind of in that headspace mm. to begin with you mm. know what i mean so i think it's important to be wise and there are ways of doing that which is not messed up which is not being rude or disrespectful you mm. know what i mean but i think it's establishing those boundaries for yourself to recognize i am able to do this yeah you know this is something i can do but is it good for me to do it right now mm -hmm. is it emotionally good for me you know is you know the energy that's going to be depleted from talking to this individual or doing this task you know is it going to be beneficial towards me it a lot of times it has nothing to do with people but it has everything to do with ourselves yeah we can say yes to so many different things yes to this that they ask us to do yes to that that they ask us to do we have responsibilities in our jobs responsibilities in our home in our church we say yes to you know extracurricular activities all these different things that we are saying yes to we're stretching ourselves thin and it's almost like we give little bits of ourselves and all of these things and never 100% because each of these things just keep depleting our energy so we finish this one task we go on to the next thing and we go into it kind of already tired and then we have to go into the next thing after that and then we're even more tired and then by the time we come back to our homes you know we are so drained so tired you don't want to talk to anyone mm. you want to go straight to bed and then now you're not cultivating any type of family relationship or family time mm. right so I think it's important to just recognize you yourself may have to take a step back and realize are these different things that I'm doing depleting my energy mm. and you know am I putting my energy into things that are actually benefiting me and you know doing well for me yeah. and a lot of these things it's not that they're bad things it's just maybe you're doing too much mm -hmm. and it's coming to the realization to recognize you just may be doing too much yeah you know it's not that you know all of these extracurricular activities are bad it's not that saying yes to running a book club and running a church ministry and then you know getting a new position at work and then you know coaching a soccer team right those things aren't bad mm -hmm. but now when you're doing all 47 of them are you being effective in all 47 yeah. and at the end of the day, when you go to bed, how are you? Yeah. How, do how you are feel? you doing? How are you feeling? Yeah. And I think that the key to this really is the balancing act between the two. You know, you have 24 hours in a day or you have seven days in a week or, you know, 52 weeks in a year. Um, but do you have the energy to match all of that? And what yeah. I mean by that is that just because you have seven days in a week doesn't mean that every day you need to have 12 things happening because your energy tank may not be the same thing as your time tank. You mm -hmm. may have 24 hours in a day to be able to do whatever you want to do but you may not have the energy to be able to fill those 24 hours in a day with you know doing something actively so it's really like understanding that and also understanding that everybody's tank is different you know i may be able to do 10 things in a day and be killing it crushing it feeling alive and well other people may only be able to do four things um and although that may be frustrating especially from people that come from that you know mindset of i'm able to do 10 i'm able to do 20 they only could do three that's part of being emotionally mature as well and understanding that not everybody has the same you know tank capacity yeah. And I think another thing that we need to be careful of, you know, as we begin to get older, as we start adulting, like they say, is mm. the idea that we need to stop assuming. Mm. Right. And I think that, you know, there's that expression, you know, what happens when you assume, you know what I mean? And I think it's it's important to recognize that there is always a narrative in our head. There is always a story happening in our head. Someone doesn't speak to us the way they normally do. 
immediately there's a scenario playing out in our head. You know, um, you know, someone doesn't call us and they call us every day. Someone doesn't text us. They text us a certain way. A story's happening in our head. And a lot of times a story that's happening in our head is not factual. It's not what's really happening or the intent, right? So I think it's important to remember that there's always a story happening in our head and there are times where that story is wrong. And recognizing that when you assume... You know, and when you go off of a feeling or go off of a quick moment or go off of, you know, uh, a, a 30 second interaction with someone, you draw this conclusion. A lot of times that conclusion may not be true yeah. and may not be fair. So I think that it's important to remember to communicate and important to remember that it, it's not good to live with unhealthy assumptions, mm -hmm. you know, and I think life is complicated already adulting is complicated already friendships relationships are all complicated when you add the layer of assumption to that it's even worse yeah you know because now no real conversation is happening because now i'm assuming based on our last interaction that maybe you were upset or maybe you know you're mad at me so now i'm not going to speak to you for the next few days and give you some space mm -hmm. when in reality you really actually needed me to talk to you you mm. needed for me to reach out to you and now you're feeling some type of way because <laughs> i put distance but i only put distance because i assume based of our last interaction that you needed space yeah and that was the last thing you wanted yeah so i think it's important to communicate and not live and hold on to these unhealthy assumptions yeah and i think one of the really bad things about unhealthy assumptions is that when you share those assumptions with other people yeah um, and i think that that's where it plays a very dangerous game where you created a whole assumpted narrative on in your mind about a certain situation a certain person a certain event and then you share that with somebody else who's now taking that for face value not as an assumption but as an experience that you quote unquote lived and then that that builds on this whole narrative and then what happens is that you resolved whatever you resolved <laughs> with barbara you know, but you didn't go back and explain to everybody else. Oh, by the way, you know what? That was just a thought that I had. Um, but I was wrong, though, by the way. I was very wrong. And I spoke to and I remember I've had conversations with people where maybe we've had like conflict or something like that. And they'll tell me, yeah, because I spoke to so and so and I told them what's wrong with Eddie. La, la, la. And then I'm like, OK, OK, I understand that people need to, you know, speak to other people. But then I'm like, but, you know, you have to go back to that person and say we're good now. Right. Because it's kind of like you don't take on that response. You take on the liberty to spread your assumptions but then once you know what the real deal is you don't go back and fix the story and i think that part of adulting is to be able to admit you know what i just assumed that whole mess i was off like i was really off but this is what really you know the situation is um you know one of the other things that i think is important is being able to invest in people that are not on the same um journey as you are in Mm -hmm. um, or aren't as advanced as you are in certain areas. And what I mean by that is that there is the age factor in investing in our youth, investing in younger people and putting your time and energy in them in the sense that like, if you have a skill or you have a talent and you're like, you know what? So-and-so, they look like they'll be interested in this. Let me coach them. Let me teach them. Um, also just like in counseling in certain people. But I think that you can also do that with the walk 
you know, with your walk in the Lord, where yeah. you maybe have a certain advancement or a certain level of maturity or years that you've already invested in this walk. And then you have somebody new who starts coming to church. They may be way older than you, but that doesn't mean that you don't have the ability to invest in them. Yeah. Whether that is with your testimony, whether it is with things that you do in reference to your connection with God and how you maintain um, your relationship with him. You know, I think it's important to invest in other people, whether that is talent wise, whether that is emotionally, whether that is spiritually, mentally, you know, it's one of the key things Like we have to learn and understand that all our life experiences are experiences that we can share with other people that will help them. And I think that unfortunately, you know, depending on your culture, like I feel like in our culture, it's always been this idea of you never talk to anybody about anything mm -hmm. and you always like keeping all your situations to yourself. Um, but I think there is a benefit that when done with wisdom, you can invest and share in others. Yeah. And I think that leads me to the next one, which is embracing deep relationships. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like a lot of times the reason why we don't embrace deep relationships or we don't invest in other people is because we're afraid of being hurt. Yeah. Right. We're afraid of what if they don't like me? What if they don't accept this? What if, you know, I get so close to them and then they walk away from me or they mm. betray me. Right. And I think we will always have. And this is one thing that as you get older and as you begin, you know, as an adult. Right. Whatever age, 20s, 30s, 40s. Right. You begin to recognize that there are different tiers of relationships with people, right? Mm -hmm. There are those that are your friends. There are those that are acquaintances. Then there are those where you have maybe surface level relationships and conversations. You see them in passing, but you wouldn't sit with them and express your deepest, darkest emotions. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, but then there are the few individuals who you are able to have deep conversations with that you trust that you, you know, have complete confidence in that you've known for a certain period of time that have proven to be faithful mm. and loyal and all of those things. And now that can be found in obviously a spouse that can be found in parents, in siblings. Right. But there also, there is a certain level of friendships and people outside of your family that you can find, um, those individuals where you have those deep relationships yeah and it's always risky it's always you know daring and it's always uh slightly you know nerve-wracking when you get to a place of you know with an individual where you know you can trust them because in the back of your mind there's always that possibility of what happens if this goes left yeah what happens if they you know miss uh you know, I, I mistrust them and, and I put my trust in them and, and they just, you know, turn back and, and, and betray me. And I think it's important to recognize that those deep relationships are important and we can't let the one or two relationships that didn't work out, the one or two friendships that didn't work the way we wanted them to, to dictate how we move forward. Mm. Right. Cause I believe one of the greatest lies of the enemy is that people were always hurt you. Therefore you don't need them. Mm. People will always backstab you. Therefore, you can't get close to them. People will always, you know, turn around and 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 sell you out and turn around and leave you hanging dry when you need them the most. Therefore, don't reach out to anyone for help. And I think that is so dangerous when you listen to those voices and listen to the lies that basically say you don't need anyone. Yeah. And because everyone is fake, everyone will hurt you. Everyone will betray you. Therefore, stay by yourself. Stay alone isolate yourself don't tell anyone those secrets don't tell anyone what you're going through because you can't trust anyone 
And I think that that's one of the biggest mistakes we can make. Mm. Yes, are there people that maybe we'll confide in that will break that trust? Absolutely. But are there those individuals who will know how to take care of our hearts and take care of our emotions and take care of those secrets and those things that we share? Yes. Are there those people that will hear you out and pray for you and pray with you? Yes. And pray with you through those storms and trials? Absolutely. But you have to give those relationships a try. Yeah. And that's the scary part. Yeah, you know, and I think that with, with anything, it's always a risk. And there always has to be wisdom that comes with that as well. You know, you have to, you know, wisdom is important. If you see that they are a certain way with other people, don't think that they won't be that way with you type of a thing. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, but when God does give you the opportunity to bond with someone and to build a deep relationship with them, it's really important to embrace that. And I think a relationship that a lot of people sometimes especially in the beginning of adulting have an issue cultivating how to have a healthy relationship with this uh, is people in their relationship to money money i think that money especially in your young adulting and even as you get older because sometimes there are these curveballs that happen whether you lose a job or you get a new job and then there's like these issues um with you know you you having to like switch certain tasks tactics in order to manage your money better um you know that's part of adulting understanding yeah. how much money you make versus how much money has to go out in certain bills versus how much money you need to put to the side for x y and z um you know and i think that part of adulting is understanding that process and looking at things and maneuvering things and you know you may try something like you may try the spreadsheet method that may work for you that may not so what's the next thing you have to do maybe you have to have separate accounts an account where all your money goes in but then a different account where all your expenses go out so you're always moving things around you know you really have to educate yourself in reference to what better tactics uh, are available for you at your reach in order to manage money well because when you're an adult who doesn't know how to manage money and is spending above their means or it was like funny i saw this tiktok where it was like this financial advisor person was kind of was like um i forget what it's called when they have the other video up like somebody else's video reacting reacting to a, a person's video it was like this chick who she makes like ten thousand dollars a month um, but she's like, oh, but, you know, uh, they need to fix the the situation with pay wages because I'm living like I can't live with ten thousand dollars a month. She was basically saying <laughs> uh, that he was like breaking it down for her on how that doesn't make sense. You're managing the money incorrectly because you mm-hmm. spend this amount on rent. You spend this amount. And they were like it came down to like even if you took two vacations a month you still should have enough money to do everything (laughs) you had to do. (laughs) And I think that that's just really what it comes down to. Managing money well, not only for what your current situation is, but also looking forward in the future, whether it is to get married or to have kids or to go on your Fiji trip that we spoke about a bunch of episodes before. Um, You know, money can be a very bad stress in anyone's life. And I think that, you know, moving on to the next one, tying in with money is the idea of planning you need to plan and i'll never forget this quote you know fail to plan plan to fail Mm. you know so you need to have a plan and a lot of times money plays a big role in the planning that you do you know what i mean and you know the idea of planning and sitting and you know i think people do this a lot of times where they create their vision boards at the beginning of the year and they do (laughs) a lot of these things where and all of that is great but now how are you going to reach those goals Mm -hmm. and i think that that's something that we forget we'll have our vision board we'll have things that we create in pictures and we'll put it on the wall our wallpaper and put it on a board and all these things but it's like okay how are you going to get that what steps are you going to take to make that dream to make that goal happen so i think a lot of times you know you need to sit down and come up with a plan 
Step one is this. Step two is this. Then after that, I'm going to do this. I'm giving myself about, you know, this much time to get it done. And what happens if I don't get it done within that time? Well, then I can do this or I can try that. You know, are there things that you can plan and plan and plan and they won't work out that way? Of course, right? But it's like you say, you always have to have that plan B. You always have to have kind of that also connection and relationship with God to know like, hey, God, I'm making these plans. I have these ideas. What do you think? Mm. You know, and then in those moments where it doesn't work out, it's like, God, it didn't work out. Where do I go now? Where mm. do I go from here? And trusting that he orders our steps. So I think as you get older, this idea of planning is something that is so important. And whether you do it for the month, you know, a month at a time, whether you do it, you know, a quarter at a time or a year at a time, whatever it is, I think it's very important to sit down and plan. Plan your future. Plan what you want to see. Plan what you want to do. Plan the vacation you want to take. You know, how are you going to make that happen? Yeah. And I think the next point, um, is important because people either plan too much of this or don't plan this enough. Um, and it's the idea of resting. As an adult, it is very important that you do not either burn yourself out yeah. completely or are resting a little too much where you're not doing what you need to do. <laughs> you know, there's like this with everything in life, there's a balancing act. Um, you know, but I feel that sometimes as an adult, as a parent, as a husband or a wife, um, as a kid, you know, you have like so many responsibilities and you're always on the go, 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 go that you don't take the time out to be like, I need to schedule a weekend of just me at home in sweats, relaxing. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I think that's very important. I think back to last year, you know, last year was like very crazy year for me. And I had to do like a weekend. I was like, I gotta just got to go upstate, get my mind off of stuff. Just go enjoy the scenery of certain mm -hmm. things. Cause sometimes it is important to unplug from the mess of what's happening in your life. That doesn't mean that you are, um, dismissing it that doesn't mean that you're neglecting it that just means that sometimes in life whether it is because work is too crazy or responsibilities are too crazy ministry is too crazy you need to unplug and we've spoken about this a lot in ministry specifically with like pastors and leaders and understanding that you need to go on vacations that you need to go and do things for your own mental health for your own emotional health as well um so rest is very important key part of being a healthy adult yeah and we brag about being busy you know mm -hmm. we live in a culture of the you know of hustling and you know this hustle mentality where if you're not doing anything then there's nothing happening in your life yeah. if you're not doing anything then you're not being productive if you're staying home you know then you could be out making money or you could be out you know making moves and mm -hmm. doing all these different things where you have to recognize you can't do all of those things if you are not operating from a place of rest yeah. and i heard someone say one time um if you work with your head rest with your hands and if you work with your hands rest with your head so the idea of if what you do in your everyday life requires a lot of mental strength mm -hmm. and requires a lot of mental work then the way you rest is doing something physical like actually going out and doing something mm -hmm. right then for those people who are always doing something for work, let's say, like their work requires for them to be very active, their work requires for them to be always moving and doing stuff, then you need to rest with your head, meaning sit back and relax and don't do anything physical in that mm. sense, you know? Okay. And I think it's kind of important, like recognizing that because a lot of times I think people, when they think of this idea of rest, they're like, you know, 
um, but I want to like go out and do something. Like I want to go here. I want to go there. And it's like, you know, for some people that may actually be rest. Yeah. You know what I mean? Going to, you know, Disney and <laughs> for mm-hmm. a weekend, right? That may be rest to you, and you know, 10, for steps. somebody else. <laughs> yeah. For somebody else. It's like, I'm always busy and up and doing something. I work with people. I'm always talking. I'm always, you know, around kids. I don't want to go to Disney world for a weekend. That's not restful. And that may not be restful to them, yeah. but going away, you know, upstate or just staying home you know, and watching a movie is rest. So I think you need to determine and decide as you get older and as, you know, being an adult, what is rest to you? Mm. Is it, you know, sitting back at home and doing something at home? Is it going out to eat, you know, at a new restaurant? You know, is it going out and catching a movie? What is rest to you? And when you kind of think about that is now how do I plug this into my schedule? Mm-hmm. How am I going to plan for this? How am I going to make sure that at least once a week or once every two weeks, I'm taking a day, a night, a moment to rest and do something that I enjoy that I know will be good for me. Mm-hmm. So I think that's important. And then obviously I think the last point, right, is developing that strong relationship with God. Mm-hmm. You know, um that is a healthy habit and that will definitely trickle spill overflow into every other area of our life and i Mm -hmm. think that honestly i think when our relationship with god is not where it should be when our relationship with god is not where it needs to be we can try to rest we can try to do all the six steps we can try to do all the programs we can try to do all the self-help books and all the steps that they tell us to do and we will still be unfulfilled there will still be something missing there will still be something that is not right so i think as adults and as we enter you know adulthood or whatever stage you're in i think recognizing that relationship with god needs to be number one Mm -hmm. how are you making time for him how are you putting him first how are you incorporating him into literally everything that you do Mm -hmm. and there's so many obviously different ways that you can do that and making sure that god is involved in literally every step all of the steps including the step about money God should be involved in, mm-hmm. right? And, um, you know, it's one of those things where this really needs to take priority in how is my relationship with God now that I'm in my 30s, now that I'm in my 40s, how do I need to make it stronger? Yeah. How do I need to pivot and make it, you know what, I've been doing this for so many years. I think I'm coming to a place where I need to do something different. Mm-hmm. I need to do something deeper in order to get different results. Yeah, and I think that, you know, it's, it's, it's good that we left that one for last. You know, sometimes like the thing, the saying you left the best for last, because sometimes if you start with that, it people automatically like forget that there's a whole practical side to this. Yeah, like, there's a physical, actual side to life in general that you actually have to get done. You know, yes, you know, the Lord orders my steps and I trust in him, but I have to move. I have to work. <laughs> I have to do things Like I can't just sit there and be like, well, the Lord is going to order them steps. So something's going to happen. Right. You know, so and I feel like sometimes, especially in our Christian circles, you know, we like to like lead with the Lord and the Jesus stuff and the spiritual stuff and kind of like just brush over the actual like physical things we need to do in life um, for your benefit and for yeah. the benefit of others. And is it exactly like you said at the end of the day once we have and we continue to build that relationship with the lord that trickles into everything we do that trickles into how we plan stuff that trickles into how we manage relationships with other people that trickles into how we balance and work our time tank versus our energy tank you know and everything that we do that'll have its own effect in 
as well. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, there's so many different things that we can do and develop, you know, in order to live a healthy life and be a healthy adult. Do I think we will always get it perfect? No. No. (laughs) Are we going to fall and make mistakes? Absolutely. But I think, you know, it's learning from our mistakes. How can we become better? How can we grow? And how can we do this with the help of God? You know, how can we do this, you know, looking at the lens of what does God have for my life and how can I be better for that purpose? Mm. Ultimately, we should want to be healthier adults we should want to be better individuals and better humans not for our own benefit but so the purpose that god has for us here on earth so we can reach it to our fullest potential so we can accomplish it in the most effective way so what steps do i need to take looking at my life reflecting on my life what do i need to change what do i need to implement in order for the purpose that god has for me here on earth to be done in the best way possible you know and i believe that a lot of times we need to take that step back and think about you know am i living a healthy life and i think that once you really sit down to reflect right and think about and ask yourself that question am i doing my best am i living this healthy life then i think you're able to really understand I can live out God's purpose, Mm. you know, like I'm able to do it to the best of my ability and I've created an environment for myself. I created habits for myself that, you know, really foster for God to do what he has to do in our lives. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like that's the best way to wrap up this episode. So at the end of the day, you know, adulting can be difficult. It can be hard. It can be challenging. But with these couple of tips and pointers and especially with god in the middle of all of that it is possible to be a successful healthy adult Adult. yeah yeah so definitely if you are not following us Mm -hmm. on social media make sure you follow us on instagram and facebook at god life culture podcast if you are not subscribed be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified every time we drop a new episode and once again thank you for supporting thank you for listening again to all of our new listeners we've had so many new people in the last few weeks join in and listen thank you for listening and joining us on this journey yeah so once again we thank you for tuning into the latest episode of the god life culture podcast that's god God life Life culture Culture. until next time see ya bye